0: Good morning, and uh, how are you? I cannot hear a darn thing, so Stu, you're
1: going to have to take it. I think I can (laughs) handle that. Uh, Welcome to the uh, program, and in fact, uh, our sponsor this half hour is uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust. Now, I can talk about this, and Glenn can't hear me. It's a company he started. I could sit here and just trash it right now, because he can't even hear me. He's just walking around, he's taking his headphones off, he's doing who, who God knows what over there. Um, Unfortunately, it's a really good company, and they've actually done a good job uh, connecting people all over the country with real estate agents uh, that you can trust. Um, It's like uh, a lot of times when you're buying or selling your house, you realize how difficult this process can be. Uh, You know, you're talking about trying to manage your most uh, important financial transaction you'll ever have in your entire life. And you need someone that you can trust, not just someone who can do the paperwork right, which of course you need, but someone who actually cares about what you're going to do, what you need. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Dedicated agents all across the country, thousands of them are on realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're buying a house, you're selling a house, or out of quarantine now, hopefully a little bit, able to go around, do some things, change up your life a little bit. realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Get connected now. realestateagentsitrust.com.
2: Entertainment and Enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello,
0: America, and uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hang on just a second. I got. would you just call the studio, please? Talk to them. Uh, welcome to the program. We're glad you're here. It is Monday. We're live from the Standing Rock Ranch, and there is a lot, a lot going on. Uh, let's start with. Let's start with Atlanta. First of all, if you listen to Stacey Abrams, here's what she had to say.
3: Activists are necessarily calling into question what's actually being done. And what I would say is that there is
2: there's a legitimacy to this anger. There's a legitimacy to this outrage. A man was murdered because he was asleep in a drive-thru. And we know that this
3: is not an isolated occurrence. We also know that a man taking a taser from a police officer in Pennsylvania resulted in his arrest. But because this person was black, it resulted in his death. Those are conversations that have to be had not only through speeches, but through the decisions made by budget allocations. And I think that's the next conversation
4: we have to have. In a so St-
0: Stacy says that uh, this gentleman who I, I've watched the video of, and I feel, I mean, strangely, uh, uh, bad for everybody involved in this one. But she says that Richard Brooks uh, died because he was asleep at a Wendy's. No, that's not why he died. Um, he didn't die because he was asleep at a Wendy's. He was asleep and drunk, uh, intoxicated uh, at a Wendy's, but that's not why he died either. Uh, he was drunk he was asleep at a Wendy's. It took the police officer about, I don't know, 30 seconds to rouse him. Uh, and then he was a little incoherent. Then he was a delightful person. He pulled his car over and he was a really nice guy. He seemed great. Um, didn't seem like a problem. Talked about his mother. He said he was visiting his mom's grave earlier. It was, uh, you know, her anniversary of her death, I think. It was his daughter's birthday a couple of days before and the police were really good to him nice very polite everything was going fine he agreed to take a breathalyzer because he uh he smelled of alcohol and was uh was legally drunk he passed the uh sobriety test when he walked the line at least it looked like it to me Then the uh, police officer who was called in to investigate for sobriety came in and said, look, you don't have to take this breathalyzer, but I'm asking you if you will. He said, fine, I'll take it. So he took it. He failed. He's then put under arrest. And when they when they put the handcuffs on him or try to, he begins to resist arrest. This is why he's dead today. I don't know if. If this is something that maybe I was just taught and others just kind of miss this lesson, but don't resist arrest. If they are arresting you, you're going to have to go to jail and you will sort it out. You'll make your phone call and you'll sort it out. If you are resisting arrest, chances are something bad is going to happen. Am I the only one that was taught this? Something bad is going to happen. So, what happens? Well, he resists arrest, and they keep saying him to him, stop fighting, stop resisting, stop, stop. Now, they're on top of him, two of them. I don't know how this guy uh, bested the two of them, but he did. And as he's rolling over and t- on top of him, he grabs the stun gun uh, and... He takes it away from the officer. The officer immediately says, he has my taser. He starts to run. The other cop is running after him. Uh, Rashad turns around and shoots the taser at the cop. All right, well, now you're in a whole different ball game. Now you're not only resisting arrest, but you are now uh, t- trying to take down another cop. Yes, it is with a taser. That cop goes down and he says, he's got my taser. That's when the other cop draws his gun and shoots, which I would imagine is standard procedure for somebody who has a weapon, a police officer's weapon, because you don't know what's going to happen when one officer is down. The fear is. If an officer is down, somehow or another, he'll go down and grab the gun of the police officer, and then the other officer is done. There was no reason for this to happen. Absolutely no reason for this to happen. This guy was drunk. You roll the dice when you're drunk driving. I don't, I mean, you roll the dice with your life and everybody else's life as well. But you also roll the dice that you're gonna be stopped and you're gonna be arrested. Don't drive drunk. How is it that everybody is upset about this, but where are where's where's the mothers against drunk driving? Here's a guy who is driving drunk, violation number one. Violation number two, he resisted arrest. Violation number three. He grabbed the officer's stun gun. Violation number four. He fired it at an officer. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? He shot him in the back. Yeah, he did, which I don't like. But if you watch the video, it all went down from the time he has the stun gun to the time he's down is what? Three seconds? from the time the officer goes down to the time that Rashad is, is shot is about a second. Now, I can sit here in my studio and I'm in the comfort of air conditioning and it's beautiful and I'm not panicked and I watch the video and I think, well, I don't know if I would have done... Well, I don't know if I would have done that. I don't think I would have. I don't know and I don't think... I would have I wasn't the one with adrenaline pumping. I wasn't the one that was in the situation. I wasn't in I wasn't the one who had my life at stake and my fellow officer's life at stake. I don't know. See, this is the problem. We have so convinced ourselves that we are just horrible human beings that we're just a horrible nation and we have horrible cops and it's not, it's not unusual. This is, this is normal. This is normal. You've been told you were been bad for the last, what, 12 years. You've been told at least for 12 years over and over and over again, your country sucks. You're racist. You're a sexist, you're a misogynist, uh, you're a homophobe, you're a killer. And the whole time you've been saying, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. We don't we don't profess who we are enough. I don't want to get all California hippie on you, but my my father was um, a practitioner uh of uh my father was a practitioner of something called uh the uh, church of religious science and it wasn't it's not christian science it's actual science science and and uh they look at god and my father said to me once i said can we talk about god for a second dad i want to understand what you believe and he said sure but the first thing we have to do is not use the word god and i said what What kind of dope smoking hippie kind of what are you talking about? And he said the the word itself, he said, I believe in God, but the word itself has too many connotations. It has too many of your own personal beliefs wrapped around that word. He said, so if we really want to understand it, we have to start on neutral territory. And so he said, what's first cause? I don't what are you talking about? He said, what is, Big Bang may have happened, may not have happened, but if it did, what lit the fuse? What, who put the fuse there? Who made the matches? Who, who, that's God. That's when you're talking first cause. That's the unknown. That's God. Uh, Okay. Okay. The idea behind his philosophy was the great I am. And the great I am is uh, the name of God. I am that I am. That's what the burning bush told Moses. Who shall I say? Send me. I am that I am. I am are the two most powerful words ever spoken, because that's how God creates. He speaks and it becomes. And don't take the Lord thy God's name in vain. I don't think that means don't swear. I think that his name is I am. Look in your scriptures. It's they're always capitalized and they're in red. I am. I am what? Understand that the brain doesn't process negatives. To everything that is creative in your brain, it's just create. It just creates. It doesn't decide what's good or bad. You might, but the brain doesn't. The mind doesn't. It just creates. So if you're saying, I am not a racist, um, we are not a racist country. I am not these things. It doesn't put, do anything but build the defense of... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. What are you? What are you? I am a good person. I am an open person. I am a person looking for unity. I am a person that really loves everybody until they give me a chance to hate them. I used to be a person that hated everybody unless you gave me a reason to love you. Now I, I, and you know this if you've listened to me for a long time. I'm a sucker for people because I see the best in them. I want to believe they're going to be that person. And they, you know, most times are not, unfortunately. None of us are. How many of us are the best person every time? We've been told over and over again what a bad country we are, what a what a horrible group of people. We're being told over and over that our cops are racist. Our cops are not racist. Our cops are heroes. Our cops are the ones after nine eleven that we went and we shook the hands of. Every time we saw a police officer, we said thank you. Every time every time there is a problem in this nation. The police are the ones who we end up saying, gosh, you're a hero. Thank you. Thank you. And somehow or another, it feels as though the majority of people in this country are saying and questioning the cops. Are they bad? Are there bad cops? Yes, there are. Yes, there are. Is this guy in Atlanta a bad cop? I don't know. I know every time I see one of these shootings and this is different than Minneapolis. Every time I see it, I think to myself, God, help me. I wouldn't want to make that decision. I don't know. Was that procedure? I don't know. I wasn't a co- I'm not a cop. I wasn't trained. Do you want to make these decisions for the cops? Did you see if you watch the footage of the body cam and don't, you don't have an opinion on this unless you've watched the footage. You might think you do, but unless people say to you, oh, I've watched the whole thing. Did you? You watched all of it. This is like three and a half minutes edited down. It's like three and a half minutes. Did you watch all of the three and a half minutes? Okay, then let's talk about it. You don't have an opinion until you've watched the video, and then when you've watched the video, you're going to end up liking both sides. You're going to like, you're going to like uh, uh, Rashad, and you're going to like the officer that, that first woke him up. You're going to like him, and then it turns. What I got out of this video was: Can you imagine being a cop? There was no indication. Zero indication that this guy was going to be a problem. Zero. He was totally cool. He was really a nice guy. And then all of a sudden, he just something flipped, and he changed. I don't know. Where do we go from here? I know, let's burn down a Wendy's. Uh, But let's get... Let's get the milkshakes out first. Um Our sponsor this half hour uh, is uh, Takovas. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a man sitting on a lone stool in the middle of a stage, bathed in the cozy heat of the single spotlight, and his fingers eh, eh, just are nimble. They amble over the f- frets of his guitar and the sound that pours forth on the stage and down the aisles, practiced and sure. He's killing him, killing him softly with his song and he can't see most of them, but he can feel them in that spotlight. He knows what he's giving them and he knows what they are giving him and he sits comfortably feels easy in the limelight because it's not his first rodeo. He worked hard to get there. It's where he belongs. The broad brim of his cowboy hat sits top. The ensemble that has been carefully fashioned to look casual and. And capping everything off is the eye-catching pair of Takovis boots. He wears them with pride every day. and He wears them on stage. They're fancy boots, but they're not fancy boots. He also wears them out when he's in the truck. He wears them because, like his career, they took a lot of work. And they have integrity. 200 handmade steps of the finest leather. That's a boot. That's a Takovas boot. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. Western goods for your frontier. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Triple H- Hello. What? From the Standing Rock Ranch in god's country up in idaho welcome to the uh glenn beck program we're glad that you're here today thank you so much for listening um you know one of the things i really thought about this this weekend uh as i was getting ready for our july 4th um uh, program uh it's going to actually happen now on july 2nd i think we've locked this in now july 2nd is when this is happening it's Thursday. Um, of the holiday weekend it 'll be happening Thursday night, and we 're going to be live in Plymouth, Massachusetts. I think we 're going to be in New York City unless it 's locked down think we 're going to be in Philadelphia unless it 's locked down uh, and live from the ranch and we 're going to be talking about the American Covenant, and the American Covenant is something that was made by individuals and it's it's not about church and state it's not about having the church involved it's about having good people um, recognize their role in a free society if we are not a good well-regulated people we're not going to be we can't have this system This system was designed for people who self-regulate. It's not designed for a police state. It breaks down. It doesn't, it's not designed for a people that just uh, want the worst things for themselves, for their families. And when I say the worst things, uh, I mean the free market will choke us to death. If we continue down this road of just being, um, self-centered and uh, instant gratification people. So there was a covenant made by our pilgrims. There was a covenant made by George Washington. then the covenant again was made uh, just before Gettysburg. And uh, every time it has changed us. And all it is, is a reminder of who's in charge. And as I'm, as I am working this weekend here up in the mountains, there is something about this land that I think we have been disconnected from. There is something about um, a belief in our country that we have been disconnected from our history. We have been disconnected. And so when you lose who you are, when you lose where we are and why we are here. And what made us prosperous, what made our country really, truly great, you don't have anything left. There's a lot of work to be done for freedom. There's a lot of work to be done. You know, I I see people talking about Black Lives Matter. Yes, Black Lives Matter. Let's just say Black Lives Matter. Forget the all lives matter thing. Just Black Lives Matter. Do you know how many slaves there are today? Today. Today, there are 40 million slaves worldwide. 40 million. Over the 400-year history of slavery and the slave trade, at that time, there were 12 million slaves spread out over the 400-year history. 12. There are 40 today. one thing we can unite on slavery sucks it's bad and we should stop it why can't we stop you know there's a reason why your windshield is so big and the rear view mirror is so small we have flipped those and we gotta stop more in a minute
2: The Glenn Beck Program.
1: So we've been talking about Honey for a while now. It's a great program. It's a great service. Uh, my wife actually is the one that told me about this initially. And uh, it's basically easy. Some dopes like me can even do it. You just it, get it on your computer. It's an extension to my browser. They make it really easy to install. And when you're shopping for things, Honey pops up his little window and says, hey, we want to try to save you some money, runs through a bunch of codes because it's got all those little discount codes. You know, the ones you kind of find out Some somebody says, you should try this code, it's going to save you money. They're already built into Honey. So they just try all the codes all at once. I've had times where I've gone to, uh, to a site with a code and then Honey has a better code that saves me even more money. They have Walmart, DoorDash, uh, Home Depot, Lululemon, Macy's, a whole lot more. It, all I have to do is you know let this thing run, apply the coupons, save yourself some cash. They have over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome Store. Not getting honey is literally passing up free money. Honey is free to use and installs in just seconds. Get honey today at joinhoney.com slash beck. It's joinhoney.com slash beck. It's so easy, and it's going to save you some cash. Joinhoney.com slash beck. And don't forget to go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV.
0: yeah dog welcome to the uh, glenn beck program from the standing rock ranch we're glad you're here pat gray is joining us now uh from the uh, pat gray radio roundup with his cowboy orchestra and we're (laughs) we're glad that he's here you you can get the pat gray adventures from the trail wherever you find podcasts wow uh hello pat how are you hello glenn i'm i'm good I'm, I'm really uh, yeah. good. good 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 I'm really good. hey I've got a I've got a question and Pat, I need your help on this one uh because uh I don't know if you saw SpongeBob Squarepants has been declared gay, gay. by the creators now yeah yeah, I did see that so he's gay. he's yep. officially out uh, and he is officially gay. SpongeBob Squarepants does he so, uh,
1: does he have genitals? Not Spong- that I've seen. I've never. I mean, he has a butt. They've mm-hmm. revealed that in several episodes. I've mm-hmm. never actually seen. Yeah. Uh, they don't seem to indicate that he has genitals at all. Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. It's 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 what he feels he is. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, anyway, so SpongeBob SquarePants. And so I think we are really, I mean, you know, HBO is doing, you know, they're canceling Gone with the Wind and everything else. I think Stu needs to be our gay character. Mm. I think
1: we should oh, announce
0: yeah. that Stu is gay. Okay. He's
1: married Don't to a think?
0: girl, but, I mean,
4: that's just a beard, obviously. I can he? ask her if she wants right. to change he? her
1: identification.
4: Uh, okay. You know, if, if we could well, she that. could identify as a man. Yeah, right? then I'll be gay. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that. Okay, okay. good. It'll protect us, too.
0: Okay. Woo. Now we're protected from the mob. Mm-hmm. There's not going <laughs> to be a problem now. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be on our side, as CNN found out this weekend. Mm. You know, you say enough nice things about the mob, and they're going to completely leave you alone. Well, other than I don't the know beatings you know that- <laughs> they administer,
4: <laughs> other than those. Well,
0: yeah, know. yeah, and <laughs> you know, CNN <laughs> is all worked up about they broke our camera. <laughs> they broke our camera. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen what they've been doing to the streets? <laughs> right? All of a sudden, CNN is like, "Well, they may not be who we thought they were because they broke our camera." Yeah. You know, here's what's going to happen. If these guys get control, they'll drag you in the middle of the streets and they'll beat you to death. That's what's going to happen if they get control. They don't like you, CNN. Nobody likes you. (laughs) Nobody likes you.
4: (laughs) Even when they're doing their bidding, they still don't like them, which is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing.
0: Hey, you know, you, Nancy uh, Pelosi, all these people are... They just all think that they're going to be totally fine, mm-hmm. you know, playing with that. Anifa doesn't like you. Anifa doesn't want you. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. all they're, they're, oh, these people
4: are so stupid. The other thing that's Gooseful interesting idiots. is... Is the Black Lives Matter situation that everybody's jumping on that bandwagon now and nobody knows what the group you got to separate the principle. And yes, of course, obviously, Black Lives Matter. I don't know anybody who's ever said they don't. I, I don't know anybody like that. So yes, uh, David Duke. Okay, maybe uh, I, I don't you know. know. Has he even said that? Yeah. I don't. Woodrow
0: know. Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. Okay. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, okay, but he's uh, long gone. Sanger, Margaret, Margaret Sanger. Okay, mm-hmm. that's yes, another good one. <laughs> okay. I can. I mean, I could. They're all Democrats. They seem, but yeah. uh, I could continue, but I won't. Go ahead.
4: But if you're to look at their website, you know they don't. They don't. I mean, like BYU's football team went out and did this big thing that seems to be you know the non-racist thing which we all agree with Mm -hmm. but if you're talking about black you got to separate the black lives matter principle from the black lives matter group because the black lives matter group are a bunch of extreme left-wing ideologues who want illegal immigration they want illegals to be made citizens they want uh, continued abortion on demand uh, they,
0: you're not hitting the big ones. Yeah, they want reparations. They want They want their own separate nation. They yep. want an end to capitalism. Right. They want an end to the United States of America. They're, they're uh, all about uh, collective uh, salvation. That whole
4: yeah. theme that was you know we've exposed is Marxist theology. I, I, you've got to look into it, young people. Please, by all that is holy please just look into it that's all i'm asking before you yeah, just I hook think that's line and sinker
1: buy into it mm, it's asking too yeah. much. no I, I, asking had, too much. I had this thought of um and then this is just a little bit of a radical thought mm-hmm. but i want to run it by mm-hmm. you guys just to see you right, know okay, as, as right. the gay character on this show i think you have to listen to me <laughs> we, yeah we do, uh, yeah, right? we do. good mm-hmm. good yeah. yeah what if uh-huh. what yeah. if you learn hmm. then protest what? What if you were to no. learn about the topic? No, 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 no. no. Then no. protest it. That's what about crazy. those things in that order? That learn. Can I then still? I okay. Talk. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait a minute. Can I still take everything that I've learned out of context <laughs> to protest?
1: <laughs> honestly at this point i'm willing to to entertain yeah. that because it would be much <laughs> better than what we have like there's this video that went no, around what the other that day is of, what that is is mm-hmm. cnn yeah 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 that's cnn There was this yeah. video that went around the other day of this woman who you know the typical thing where you gotta you know there's the correspondent that goes into like a college and people who are upset about a topic you know and it, we've seen this from like campus reform and ari uh, uh, amy horowitz has done this a bunch of times i'm not sure of who did this particular one but Went to a bunch of people and and said, hey, how many unarmed blacks are killed by police every year? Mm -hmm. And of course, as you'd expect, as we would all know, without even watching the video, the guesses are all in the thousands and tens of thousands. And the real number is nine, not 9,000, not 900, but nine. Um, That's too many. I I mean, again, many of those, by the way, were justified, um, such as the guy who had previously had a shootout with police, a real shootout, Then this time, said he had a gun, was going to kill them, the police killed him, and they realized afterwards, oh, he actually didn't have a gun this time. That's an unarmed shooting of a black man that counts in that nine. Wow. So, some of those are very, very justified. However... No one has an idea who is protesting what the actual situation is. George Floyd is a really bad individual anecdotal piece of evidence in this debate. He's also a person with individual liberties, and that's a real reason for us to be pissed off about this. But they have absolutely no concept... No, they of don't. the That's issue true. in which they're protesting. Yeah. And it's like I don't I, how do you have a debate with someone who has no information about the topic? It's like trying to debate sports with Glenn. And then they tell you when you say things like this that you are the <laughs> ignorant one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, because we're supposed to basically take the feelings of it, right? Mm-hmm. We're really upset. Let me give you some names. Uh Trayvon Martin. Uh, Michael not killed Brown. killed by police, by the uh, way. Uh, I'm or a Arbery. white person. Like, and some of them are real, and some of them are, well, they were assaulting cops at the time. Some yeah. of them had nothing to do, as you point out with Trayvon Martin, with police or white people. <laughs> right. But it doesn't matter. It's like, if I can take off six or seven names you remember from news stories, therefore that's I have your a case to go burn down the Wendy's in the auto zone. Well, that's a terrible point. A terrible point (laughs) and we will never get past it if we don't require any information out of the people who are protesting no information no rational arguments like we have to get to a point where you're making a societal point based on information rather than an emotional one based on anecdotes and i don't think we can get there because the media doesn't require that when it comes to certain issues that they agree with it just may be that the key to peace right now are my wife's cookies oh my gosh no kidding. Because I'm I was I'm tot that, that was me being happy uh, coming yeah. into today. Mm-hmm. You brought in these uh <laughs> these new chocolate peanut butter ones, what are they called? Is there a specific chocolate peanut butter Just ones? Chocolate peanut butter? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. they're <laughs> freaking really good. Gosh, you are good. It's
0: they're insanity. Good I don't Gosh, know what she
1: good. does. <laughs> Pat sent me up
0: a box of these things. I am mm-hmm. like I am rivaling I was in the store the other day and I swear I heard somebody say, Is that a hippopotamus? <laughs> uh I uh, think the, the and,
4: cookies are fat-free, though. I, I'm i pretty sure uh, that there's no yeah, calories don't in them. I think so.
0: Mm. My gosh. He sent, Pat sent up a box of those, Uh, you know what, last week, and they yeah. are so good. I'm telling you, you need to move back to New York just because you can gouge the eyes out of liberals with those things. <laughs> They'll pay 10 bucks a cookie. They really will. They'll pay $10. I, I can guarantee would. you. Yeah, they would. I can guarantee you, you could open up a cookie store with Jackie's Cookies and they would they would sell in New York City for ten bucks. And you can get them though if you're not twelve. If they were we're not on the street corner in New York, but twelve. If they were what? Yeah. If they were Twelve, 12 If you said we're almost
1: out, we're almost <laughs> and, out. I will say you could sell them for eighteen dollars. Fifteen.
0: If you said. Mm-hmm. De Blasio hates these cookies. I think he's going to put us out of
1: business. <laughs> I was going to say you could do eighteen if you do, if you promise to donate one dollar to Black Lives Matter for each cookie sold. I'll, I'll do it for fifteen a piece. Yeah, I like think go do eighteen that. for that. Uh, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> just keep jacking it up. So okay. So wait a
0: minute. So Pat, you do have you do have scruples, but you also but have a price. Exactly right. That's
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, okay. Exactly <laughs> right.
5: <laughs> Good. Okay. I'm glad to hear. It.
4: One last thing. One last thing. Scrunches I want to hear cookie your take on this. Sh- by the way. Yeah. scrumptious oh. cookie what dot com. scrumptious cookie, scrumptious cookie dot dot com. Com. i'm gonna have to
0: charge you for that yeah. now okay all right you, got, you, you the price was one box of cookies that yeah. you already received <laughs> i was <eight>. gonna say <laughs> i paid in advance no no that was a friend thing that was a friend oh, thing. Oh. <laughs> this is this is business um so one last thing i just want to get your your take on the cop in atlanta yeah you've watched the video of you course. watched the whole thing i know yeah. you have yes from several so angles tell me your take
4: uh, completely different than the George Floyd situation. I mean, the guy was turning around and firing a taser at the guy. I, I I, don't know. You know, and people say, well, that's he's using deadly force against non-lethal force. Well, once the cop is incapacitated, he can't control what happens to him. He may be killed at that point. That's why they use deadly force in those situations. The guy was, was punching him in the, in the face. He fought them the whole time when when they tried to cuff him. It's a completely different situation.
0: And did you have any empathy for the cops at all? I mean, I, I had empathy at the beginning because he was so nice. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning, he was so nice. He was. And and so polite and everything mm-hmm. else. And I really liked him. And so as I'm watching the beginning of the video, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy. I mean, yes, he's drunk. He's breaking the string. Dr- okay. We got all that. But yeah, yeah. he seems like a nice guy. He you did. know? He And then it turned turned so quickly, so quickly. And that's what I thought when I thought, good heavens, do you want to be a cop? You don't know. Mm -mm. You know, you always hear cops are always, you know, right, right behind the door when they approach so they they can hide behind the car because, you know, you don't know. But they don't ever know. That was a long interaction. And Mm -hmm. if you would have stopped it right before the arrest and said to people, what's going to happen? You'd say, I don't know. The cops will the cops uh, will probably take him in uh, because he's drunk before he blew that before he blew the test. You might have said, I don't know. I think they're just going to let him go home. I'm not sure if he's drunk, blah, blah, blah. Then he blew the breathalyzer. You're like, oh, they're going to they're going to arrest him. But no big deal. No one would have seen that coming. No. And it wasn't the no. cops fault. No. I mean,
4: I, I don't know how it escalated like that. Uh I don't know why
0: it escalated like that. He he decided he a, didn't want to be arrested. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's
1: it, right? He didn't want the cuffs on. I mean, Yeah. I, yeah, what what else was it? What else was it? I don't know. It's it's such a strange you know, look, I We all weekend. If you watched the golf uh, tournament, the first golf tournament came back this weekend, and all weekend every time you came back from commercial, they
0: don't care about grandmothers. They (laughs) don't care about grandmothers. They're gonna kill my grandmother grandmother, who's been dead for about thirty years. But. They're going to kill my grandmother. Well, she died of COVID-19, if I'm not mistaken, right? Wasn't she one of the first of COVID victims? course she did.
1: <laughs> yeah. She was. Yeah. It was in this country long before. Oh, long yeah. before sure. China. Yeah. But they were running these these commercials with you know prominent people coming back and saying, you know, like, we should not live in a country uh, where I have to give my children the talk about how they have to interact with police officers. And there's a strange mm-hmm. idea that black people are the only people who give their kids the talk about respecting police officers. Yeah. I mean, I know as a parent, I've given a version of that talk to my kid 50 times, mm-hmm. which is 50 we, we, times. every time, every time you talk, see a police officer, you tell them these people are out there protecting us. You should always respect them. They're, they're doing everything they can to, to try to, they're risking their lives to protect us. When you inst- instill no. that impression to people from birth, like they, they have a lot less interactions where they start punching cops in the face, right? Like that's just a, like that mm-hmm. is a, white people give that talk all the time. That's a talk that it's, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not actually more that's central. That's not the
0: talk she's talking about. It is.
1: It's the one where it's you say like if you do something bad or if you are not perfect to an officer, you might get shot. And so, but, but, but the version, I guess the white version of that talk is, make sure you don't do anything bad to a police officer. Always respect them. And if you do that, you're not likely not going to get shot. That is still, it's all part yeah, of this. Think... It's still part of it. It's the same okay, let me it's just version of this. It's a remix of the same conversation. <laughs> Let me take let
0: me take a quick break and then I come back and I want to give you the flip on what I think that talk is from Black Americans. Uh, I, I don't know, we're two white people, but at least you're gay. Well, if I
1: ident- so, maybe I'm already uh, identifying as gay, I
0: could identify as Black
1: too, and then and then I'd have authority. I think.
0: Yeah, then you could run the whole wow. whole state. No. Okay. Okay, <laughs> really? Yeah. All right, let me tell yeah. you about uh, American financing. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed or not, we recently had ourselves a little pandemic in the world. Uh, economic expansion, which had been going full steam ahead uh, for the months leading up to it, kind of went belly up. Uh, the economy kind of sucks right now. People are have lost their jobs. You know, All those delightful things could pull the rug out from your plans of selling your home in terms of household finances uh if you are if you are sitting there and you're looking at uh bad situations economically in your household there is an easy way to reduce money if you own a home and that is americanfinancing.net americanfinancing.net you call them at 800 906 And, uh, they will talk to you about your mortgage. If you're paying more than 4%, you can refi. And that means you'll be able to save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month or more, especially if you roll in all of your credit cards. If you have high interest credit card debt, and everybody does, I mean, they're charging. (laughs) It's amazing because they'll charge all these banks 0% to borrow the money, but you, they gotta charge between 15 and 22%. Um, you're not going to get out from underneath that, especially with tough times. So please call them now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Um, I lived in Louisville, Kentucky back in the uh, 1980s, and I remember the first time I moved there. Um, and uh, it was on one of the first weekends, and they found Klan outfits in the trunk of a couple of officers' police car. And I remember thinking, holy cow, if you're black, how would you ever open the door for a police officer to come in if you knew some of the officers were members of the Klan? And that's where you and I differ on this, uh, Stu, is I think there is a history there where black parents do say the same thing that we say to our kids, but they have the actual added caveat in some places of, uh, you know, there's a long history. So be careful with the police officers. Be very careful.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: America is ready to get back to work, but to win in this new economy, you need every advantage you can get to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, you're going to have visibility and control over all of your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and so much more. Everything you need all in one place. So whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite by Oracle lets you manage every penny with precision and you'll have the ability to compete with anyone work from anywhere and run your whole company right from your phone join over twenty thousand companies who trust netsuite to make it happen netsuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies that they're using as america reopens for business and you can get that guide free right now just go to netsuite.com slash beck that's netsuite.com slash beck if you don't know your numbers you don't know your business netsuite.com slash beck where do we all turn when things fall apart? Well, if you're like me, you lean on things that stand the test of time. Your closest friends, your family, or a cherished movie that re-inspires. The classics are made to last, and that's why we turn to them in good times and bad. I have one of those beloved things in my life. It's my Tacovis cowboy boots. At Tacovis, they don't see themselves as just makers of quality boots and Western goods. They believe that a good pair of boots can change the way people feel about themselves. Now, why is that? Why is it that something that you put on your feet can change the way you feel inside? Because the boots are a manifestation of things that last. Boots that can weather the storm and walk confidently to the other side. Cowboy boots are, and have always been, for the frontiers ahead. Find your pair at tecovas.com back and face the day comfortably and confidently like the generations before. For generations to come, Tacovis T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com back, tecovas.com back. All right, so I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is a—I um, think it's candy bar. My wife insists that it's a protein health bar. Uh, Stu's wife insists that it's a protein health bar. Candy bar, Stu? Candy bar for me, yeah. Protein for her. Candy bar for me too, yeah. Protein for her. They are great. If you are, if you are looking for uh, something to power you through the day, Built Bar is great. Builtbar.com. Use the promo code Beck. You're going to save ten bucks off your first order. BuiltBar.com. dot com. You will love these.
2: What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck.
0: Oh, things are getting so good in Seattle. It's it truly is a summer of love in Seattle, or the complete opposite. We go to Seattle and tell you how the the creep of Marxism and the progressive left are choking your freedom to death. We'll show it to you firsthand. Don't miss us. You miss a minute, you'll miss a lot. We begin in sixty seconds.
2: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: Well, now you know, Slick. We came uh, came out here fixing your engine uh, back there, and I came across a few things uh, we got to take care of. First of all, you got a torn rotator cuff. Excuse me. A what? You got? I told told you right now, you got a torn rotator cuff right now, and your defibrillation is uh, completely out uh and your blinker fluid is low my my blinker yeah your blink you heard me uh and it's going to take about eight eight grand for you to get out of here now i don't know about you but i like picking my own mechanic uh when something's wrong with my car and i know enough to know well i'm pretty sure the blinker doesn't need fluid but somebody could talk me into that i'm i'm convinced. You don't have to worry about any of this if you have car shield. When your car goes down, first of all, they have 24 hour roadside assistant. If you have to take your car into a shop to get it fixed, they have a rental car for free. So you don't, you're not out your car and. They pay the mechanic. They're the ones going. Uh, no, I know for a fact there is no fluid in the blinker. Well, I'm just telling you what, uh, what I'm telling you this is what I'm telling you. They take care of all of it. Now, with plans as low as ninety nine dollars a month, you have nothing to lose. Get covered by Car Shield today. Car Shield one eight hundred car six thousand. Look, if your car is out of warranty, you know a big car repair is coming. It's best to pay. You know, ninety nine bucks uh, a month then pay $5,000 in one hit. Uh, CarShield, they have a plan for you. You help design it. 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, or carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK. Well, Seattle's Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, CHAZ, which I think it shares... Son, daughter, I don't remember which, but uh, I think that's her, I think that's his name, her name. I'm honestly not trying to be offensive. Born a boy, turned a girl, born a girl, turned a boy. Which one was it? Born a girl, turned a boy? Still? Cher.
1: Uh, Why am I talking about Cher? I have no idea. Born a girl, I believe, changed to... Turned a boy. Because it's Chaz. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, again... Well, Chaz, I uh, mean... Now you know. it's just the name of a new country, but... Uh, back in the day, yeah. I believe it was a boy's name.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, they've begun reparations, Stu. You'll be happy to know, uh, white members of uh, this this new republic and it's beautiful. Uh, it's a summer of love. Have been told Friday night that they have to start giving black people at least ten dollars before leaving the area. <laughs> uh, so they're they're in the um, they're there in like this park setting. It's very very nice. And uh, I want you to find by the time you leave this area I I want you to give $10 to one African American person from this autonomous zone. And if you think that's difficult, uh well, if you think it's hard to give $10 to people of color to black people, uh you'll have to think really really critically about it in the future. Are you going to actually give up your power and your land and capital when you have it? If you have a hard time giving up ten dollars, then you'll have to think again. Are you really down with the movement? Then he goes on to say, "White people, I see you. Find an African American, I see you. I see every one of you, and I remember your faces." Wow, that sounds like a threat, doesn't it? Here he is, actually giving the um, actually giving the speech. I think this is the leader of of Chaz.
5: Listen okay i want you to find by the end by the time you leave this autonomous zone i want you to give ten dollars to one african-american person from this autonomous zone and if you find that's difficult if you find it's hard for you to give ten dollars to people of color to black people especially you have to think really critically about in the future are you gonna actually give up power and land and capital when you have it? If, you're, if you have a hard time giving up $10, you gotta think about, are you really down with this struggle? Are you really down with the movement? Because if that is a challenge for you, then I'm unsure if you're in the Three right people place. Are clapping. So find an African-American person. The white people, I see you. I see every single one of you. And I remember your faces. You find that African American person and you give them $10. Cash App, Venmo, $10 in your pocket. That's my challenge to you. Do-
1: unreal.
0: You doing it, Stu? Because yeah, I, I did it Friday.
1: I did it. I think the solution to all Seattle racism night. is I'm just going to throw money at, at black people when they pass me. If I think that's a, See, just good, Just, good just for throwing you. balled up bills will really solve the <laughs> good racism problem. That's good un- for you. Absolutely. Buy your way unreal. out of it. Mm hmm
0: it's i mean wait until you see why i mean this is these people are marxists and you notice he said are you if you can't give ten dollars now you're going to be able to give up your land and your capital no
1: i i bought that land i i how i earned you listen to this guy mr i I own property uh this land is my land this land is your land glenn Uh, Mm -hmm. This is the autonomous zone. There is no more property uh, ownership. There's no private property whatsoever. You need to understand the new world we're in. Yeah. By the way, this land is your land. This
0: land is my land. This land was made for you and me. Uh, That is a Marxist song. I just want to let you know, written and performed by a Marxist. (laughs) Um, So we also had a really interesting um, encounter with a street preacher um, he came in and he said that this was a uh, this was a uh, a Christ zone as well, and that didn't go over well. Um, Elijah Schaefer and his cameraman were there uh, on the streets, and here's what happened. Listen,
4: right with God. <laughs>
6: You're joking <laughs> me around the back of hey, You don't have to push yourself. Is that a hug? We had this around here. Is this a, a hug?
5: Push yourself. Put your throat in here. It's, it's a hug, buddy. It's a hug.
6: This is a this very forceful hug. hug. A, yeah. It's a love hug. Lord Jesus, get me it's strength for the back. <laughs> what does it feel like to get hugged uh, by a homosexual? Glory to the king. I'll kiss you on the face, buddy. Glory to the king <laughs> eternal oh.
0: <laughs> So they forcibly held him down and then they kissed him. Uh then they threw him down to the ground. Um and uh they somebody was kneeling on his back and his neck and he said Uh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe because it started to get really ugly. Uh, Finally, somebody in some dreadlocks ran over and like, what are you guys doing? Stop it. Um, But uh, that's good. You know, all of that. That's been I think that's really been good. Um, And the Seattle residents love it. Uh, Let me give you a, a view from a Seattle resident living in Capitol Hill where they are inside of Chaz. Imagine this listen to what this and listen to how emotional this Seattle resident gets about what's happening in Chaz. Listen,
6: that I'm scared. Like I've been scared every day since Sunday and, uh, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. Uh, cause for the first time in my life in Capitol Hill, I hear gunshots every single night and I've heard people screaming every single night outside. And, uh, they're not protest screams. I've heard protest screams, but I've also heard sc- like screams of terror out there. And I don't know what's happening out there. And it's just that's rattling enough. Just hearing the screams for the first time and not knowing what's going on.
0: Now, he goes on to say um, that he called the state. He, he talked about different things that he had seen um, going on. Uh, just from the windows, uh, from his house, he said, I am terrified to go outside. This uh, bl- appears to be a younger guy. We blurred his face, um, so you can't tell. I think the Daily Caller did this interview. Um, and, uh, uh, but he appears to be a rather young guy, um, and, um, and is, is afraid and says, his government, he called the governor's office and said, You got to stop this. And the person said, you know, the governor's already spoken out on this. And they said, look, can I just, can I just talk to you as a human, please? Human to human. Let me just say, uh, I'm afraid here. And he broke down and started to cry. And he said, I don't, the person at the the Capitol, Washington Capitol, said, look, I don't want to make this personal. And he said, but this is personal. My government has abandoned me and I am afraid for my life and you're not coming to help. When you know when there are no police and when the government is corrupt and in bed with those who are looting and stealing who do you go to? No one. You either die fighting or you are you're bending your knee. So which one's it going to be, America? There is a development with the Supreme Court. We want to just uh, take a quick sidebar and and, uh, get this development. Stu?
1: Yeah, Glenn, a decision just came down uh, from the Supreme Court uh, about a case involving Title VII. Um, Oh, boy. uh, The argument was about gay and transgender rights. The ruling comes down: uh, an employer who fires an individual merely for being gay or transgender violates Title VII. Uh, as we know, we have a extreme right wing court who has now come out uh, and, and come and decided this uh, in this fashion: uh, a six to three ruling. Uh, the liberals, uh, of course, yeah. on one, on, the, on the six side, Roberts as well, and uh, written by Gorsuch. Uh, so that is the uh, that is the uh, ruling. It was a six three. There was several different uh, dissenting opinions followed by followed by the other um, uh, justices. But uh, this is a six three ruling that says if you fire someone, it says solely, uh, which you know. I, I mean, I, I don't think this is happening an awful lot, uh, but it has been a, a very um, controversial thing. And gay or transgender, it, it's interesting to see how that would play out in a situation where you know. Um, uh, is Someone changing from male to female in a role that was designed for a male in the middle of that, would you be able to change them to another job? They would not be able to be fired based on this ruling, however. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure how that goes, um, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting for you. world to watch.
0: I got news for you. If if Bert is my receptionist, mm-hmm. because I'm not a sexist, but then you have to ask yourself, yeah, but you hired a man i mean was a woman not good enough for that job oh i know i know it's it's a struggle but bert is at the front desk and he's like hey welcome to uh welcome to beck's burgers and you're you know you're fine with bert sounding like that um and he comes in and he's dependable and everything else but the next day he comes in in a dress i'm bertina and you'll uh, be addressing me as Bettina. And speaking of dress, what do you think? Does this color match my eyeshadow? And you would have to have a conversation with Bert or Bertina and say, um, Bertina, some yeah. fundamental things have changed. Um, and you now are not the first face I want my customers to see. That's hate. What, you're saying I'm not lovely in a dress? No, you're, you're not lovely in a dress. Um, and you're kind of, you're, you're spooking, uh, the customers. Uh, and, and that's great. You can go do that someplace else where customers might expect you to be, uh, or wouldn't be, you know, shocked. But at our Christian bookstore here, uh, people, you're freaking people out. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a reason uh, to not side with the um, with the business unless you're going to control every aspect of that business. Well, I mean, this is my reputation.
1: You're arguing for hatred is what you're doing. And that would be no, I'm not. They would say that, you know what you well. What you're saying is, oh, well, the, the transgender person at the front desk, that's not normal. So, therefore, you want to change it. Well, it is. Normal, uh, let's Glenn. let's can,
0: can we just can we just say what is normal? Let, let's define normal uh, because I hate that word normal. What is normal? Normal is something that you would see Commonly, all the time. It'd right? be mm-hmm. natural. It'd be commonplace. OK, it's commonplace. It is not commonplace to see a guy in a dress. It's just not commonplace. Now, there are places where it is more common You know, the inner city is more uh, is more common to see a lot of things. You know, it's not commonplace in the urban city to see a cow. Does that make cows bad? No, it just means it's out of place.
1: It's not normal for a cow to be wandering the streets of New York City how does this work the other day other way glenn like if you um in new york city there's a few famous places that are staffed completely by transgendered people who or 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 Mm -hmm. cross dressers and such and that's part of that's the shtick of the restaurant basically you go in there and everyone everyone lucky changs okay sure um Mm -hmm. if one of their workers uh decided they you know what this whole drag queen thing not working out for me anymore i'm gonna go the other way just go back to wearing a suit would they be able to be fired? so I think in that case, yes,
0: um because you were specifically hired because you were um either a transgender or transvestite, but you
1: can't specifically so, hire someone for not being a transgendered or transvestite that's against the law so now well if you're if your if your store was
0: you know we're not transgender. You know the the, the you restaurant can't have is that store. the shtick is <laughs> I know but the st- the the I I actually standing up for the transgender person here I think I think I you don't are. Even know anymore
1: I think you are but, but I think um, you're, you're missing that they they can't you can't have that restaurant it would be illegal You can't have the we're not transgender restaurant that is exactly what no, this but says. You, you can
0: have it. I know, but I'm saying you can have a I am. Tra- we are transvestite you could. or transsexual. Can you still? You could. Well, why? why? <laughs> See, this is the problem with government getting involved. <laughs> if you want to have a all transvestite or no transvestite, uh, that's fine. If you if you if you. If you don't understand that the change you're making is a big deal and your employer might say, I'm sorry, Susan, and I love you as Susan and I loved you as Fred, but I can't uh, you. I I don't want you representing my company. Why? Because you hate. No, I don't. I don't. But I need every advantage that I can get. And having somebody greeting our customers is is not necessarily the best, smoothest transition for the mass population. All right. Back in just a second. Boy, is that full of hate speech, isn't it? <laughs> I should be executed. Um, rough Greens. If your dog is a part of the family, uh, part of the love and affection of the family, you need to feed them rough greens. Rough greens is, uh, is a supplement. It's not a dog food, but you put it on top of your dog food. And, uh, it totally, I mean, it changes them. Uno loves his food now, loves to eat, uh, wolfs it down. And it's because of the uh, additive of rough greens. You just sprinkle it on top and it's like some sort of dog crack. They love it. But then you start to see the difference in the coat and the eyes in their activity level. It has changed my dog Uno. I wish, I wish you knew him before and you knew him now because it's a different dog. He has totally changed and he just feels better. He's active. I want you to go to Rough Greens, R U F F Greens dot com, dot com slash back, or call 833 Glen 33, 833 Glen 33, or roughgreens.com dot com slash back. We pause for 10 second station ID. Let me um, do we have the audio of the um, the New Hampshire Democratic senator uh, that was talking about educating their children. I want you to listen to this. It's kind of hard to hear what she's saying because the connections really bad. But I want you to hear this was a conference call um, and she was speaking on behalf of a Senate bill. That would repeal a law allowing the state board of education to create an alternative program for granting graduation credits, uh, which became Learn Everywhere. Uh, And I want you to—I want you to listen carefully to what she's saying. Listen.
5: I think that this um, idea of parental choice—you know—that's great if the parent is well educated and has time to review the product. There's some families that that's perfect for but to force that and to make it available to everyone um you know that, that kind of direct sale uh, i i just think people are asking for a huge amount of trouble and
0: I, okay I, stop I, here uh, stop here stop here i want you to i want you to digest what she said because she's about to make a big revelation She said for all parents, they don't, not all parents uh, can make the decisions for their children. So what does she mean, not all parents? Wait until you hear who she thinks should not be included to be able to make decisions for their children. Because they're just not smart enough. Uh, The Marxist takeover continues.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Blinds.com. What stands out to you in a room? I mean, really stands out probably a number of things, the decor, you know, the colors in the wall, how the room is laid out. But the window coverings, um, it could be the nicest room in the world. But if the blinds look crappy, uh, you know, if it looks like Gordon Ramsay came in and said, let's make pasta out of it, um, you're not going to be impressed. Fortunately, the world is blessed to have Blinds.com operating within our midst. Yes, mere mortals, Blinds.com is here to make it simple, really easy to shop for top quality blinds, shades, interior shutters from your home with online ordering and free shipping right to your door. We just finally uh, got around to ordering the blinds for our uh, cabin up here at the ranch and we had one of the people uh working on it she was uh, just somebody we just called up you know from blinds.com said we want need to talk to an interior designer boy she got it she could see over the phone i said you know the blue one is kind of this color she sent us color samples and said this is the one i recommend it was spot on they make it so easy blinds.com promo code back blinds.com promo code back
1: and don't forget to go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You're going to save 10 bucks off your subscription. Do it now.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. So a few minutes ago, I was playing uh, uh, Jean Dinch. uh, Uh, She was uh, uh, she's a a state senator in New Hampshire, and she was giving comments um, during a House Education Committee hearing meeting on Tuesday. And she got up and she was speaking on behalf of a bill that would repeal a law allowing State Board of Education to create an alternative program for granting graduation credits, uh, which was learn everywhere. So parents could opt out and say, I want my kids learning over here, blah, blah, blah. And she started to say, as we played a minute ago, that, you know, this is great. This is great for the well-educated parent. But there are some families that's perfect uh, to make it available to everyone? No, I think you're asking for a huge amount of trouble, she said. Now, you have to remember that we are now into Marxism. We're beyond progressivism. I'm sure she would classify herself as a progressive. But the real goal is to have Marxism. And it allows you to classify people. As Abraham Lincoln said, be careful if you're judging it on color. Well, the person who's just a little lighter than you are will be able to enslave you. Oh, you're basing it on on intelligence. Oh, they're not intelligent like you are. Well, be careful because the next person with a higher IQ is going to come in and can enslave you. So this is the thing that they, they miss because there is no one smarter than they are. So... She was asked. So wait, is it your belief that only well-educated parents can make the decisions? Listen to what she says here. I would not recommend I, I do think that PLOs
5: yeah, are wonderful, and uh, maybe we do have a higher amount of them uh, over on this side of the district. I know people
0: are, by the way. But um, hey, I, I explain
5: know it. that uh, money is really the biggest.
0: Okay, so so what she's saying here, I don't think we can play any more of this because it's hard, too hard to understand. She's asked, do you believe that it's well-educated parents that can make proper decision and what's best for their children? She says, well, in a democracy and particularly in the United States, public education has been the means for people to move up to greater opportunities, make more money for each generation to be able to succeed more than their parents have. My father didn't graduate from high school, so it was really important to me that I went to college. When it gets into the details, would my father have known what courses I should be taking? I don't think so. Again, somebody interrupts and says, well, wait a minute. Hang on just a second. Are you saying that parents without college are less fit to oversee their children's education? She interrupts the person and says, if the dad's a carpenter, And you want to become a carpenter, then yeah, listen to your dad. One of the people who was um, in the House said, with all due respect to the senator, I'm a carpenter. And that the the idea that she or any other government official knows what's best for me or any member of my family is preposterous. You're you're talking about allowing only well-educated parents to choose. I may not have a degree, but I can guarantee when it comes to decisions regarding my family's interest, I'm far more educated and capable than any government official ever will be. This is the problem in America that a lot of people are feeling, and there's some good things that we can get out of this, this movement, um, there's a few things like okay, no chokeholds. Most departments don't have chokeholds. They don't allow that. Okay, no chokeholds. What about uh what about a forfeit a- a asset forfeiture? Can we get rid of asset for- forfeiture? That means the cop can s- can pull you over, take your assets and they're gone. You don't you don't have a right to them anymore. They can take it for any reason, if they suspect. These kinds of things are government overreach. And when government overreach starts to happen, that's when people say, hey, this is becoming oppressive, yada, yada. And they'll start listening to the the throw-off-the-chains stuff. But you have to understand, anyone who is saying, "Ah, our government is oppressive, what the people who are marching for now, and I don't mean all of the people I'm not going to continue to say it like this because it drives me out of my mind. It's not all of the people. There are a lot of good, decent Americans that are protesting, and they have good intent. Others just want to watch the world burn. But the organizers are Marxist, and they need you to believe that America is horrible, that it's racist, because they'll replace it with people like this who know better than you. We just know better than you, and they are much more judgmental on race and position. I mean, when, when you are not looking at people as individuals, but you're looking at them just based on race, you have nothing but trouble, especially if one race is the troublemaking race. And remember, tables have turned. Back in, you know, the 1800s and early 1900s, blacks were the problem. You know, they're just a different race. They don't understand. There are things that we just can't even teach them. What are those things? Well, they, if you don't know, you wouldn't know. Oh, uh, really? Now the tables are turned. Now they want to, instead of fixing racism and working together on racism, No, 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 there are things about white people that they just don't understand, and they never will understand, and they're the problem. With the senator, it's not about race, it's about education. If you didn't go to college, you're not really, you're not qualified, really, to take care of your own children? No, you're probably doing something wrong. We'll find it. lamont hill who is um is a professor and he's been on msnbc forever he's come out and he said look protesters stop taking a knee with the cops stop i'm quoting stop taking pictures with the police suddenly um it's not a radical resistance in every area If you take a picture, when you're at a protest march, don't let the police take a knee with you. They can take a knee, but you don't have to take a picture with them. Our goal is to abolish the police. It's to, I'm sorry, our goal now is to abolish police. But it's to completely reimagine our social order. Do you understand what that means? Completely reimagine our social order. If you take the pictures of these cops taking knees, if you take pictures with these cops doing all kinds of warm and fuzzy normal stuff, it sends a message that the problem isn't the system. It's just the particular actors in the system. Well, yeah, that's what I contend. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what that is. So you're saying don't. Don't do that because then you can't blame a whole category of people. Listen how evil that is. He goes on. If you and your community have been brought up with respect for law enforcement, if you if you have come to see the police as friends or even friends of the family, that and I'm quoting that doesn't serve our Marxist revolutionary purpose. So cut it out or stay at home. And yet, is the media is the media covering any of these things? No,
1: they're not
5: it's a heck of but a different, I'm convinced
1: that go ahead' so It's a heck of a different vibe than what were presented as the 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 goals for these rallies everyone understands that that black people should be treated just as fairly as white people. There should be no difference there uh that's a difference from uh quite a difference from hey, let's build a bridge to a cop and share a, a moment together as humans, that's no longer on the table because we have Marxist goals we need to achieve? That's not what I'm seeing on MSNBC. That's not what I'm seeing on, on CNN as the goal for these things. Yeah. I'm a little concerned about Isn't that about strange that. That. that they
0: have a contributor uh, in Mark Lamont and they're not covering those kinds of things? Hmm. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not coming out and saying that. Because they know, the progressives know, the Marxist will be rejected. So the progressives continue down, let's make slow progress. And the first thing that they have to do is to whitewash, oh my gosh, what a racist statement that is. Black Lives Matter. Remember, Black Lives Matter shot cops on a protest in Dallas. What was it, six? They are Marxist, communist revolutionaries. They are extreme. But because they've because people are either afraid or they 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 want to be part of the cool kids or they just haven't done their homework and they don't know what people are actually protesting for, some people are going down and protesting with good intent. Some people are posting things with good intent. But every time you post something that says, you know, I'm with Black Lives Matter, you're normalizing them. You're whitewashing them. You're convincing people that they're okay. They are as dangerous as the Nazis are. I'd be saying the same thing if the Klan was doing a clam bake Every Friday and feeding the, you know, homeless people. And people were like, you know, the hunger of the uh, hunger of the homeless has got to be addressed. I stand with the Klan. What do you know who they are? You would never do that with the Nazis. You'd never do that with the Klan because you know who they are. But in the early days of Nazism in Germany, that's exactly what happened. People were like, "Yeah, there's problems. We've got all kinds of issues." And these guys, at least, they love Germany. At least they they're saying the same things I am saying. You can't
1: stand with them. And when you're talking, but people do. When you're talking about like uh, they're more they're as dangerous as Nazis. You're mean these hardcore Marxists, right? That that are yeah. I mean, because you look at the the history, obviously, and I think this is what you're basing this on. More people were killed by communists and socialists than by nazis and we should of course include that the nazis were in fact socialists so they should actually be included in that tally in fact they are separated from it because of the you know they call it fascism though it was very the elements of socialism were very similar and you and you correctly point out that that it's so weird how these things have these ups and downs you know now cops are the bad guys right Cops, as you point out, at a there was a Black Lives Rally march. There was a guy who came out and shot a bunch of cops. Uh, while that was going on, I mean, certainly the organization didn't come out and say, "Yes, that was us." But it was during uh, that that uh, uh, that uh, protest at the time, um, and a lot of that had to do. With uh, it was you know I, I watched the Dave Chappelle thing this weekend. Have you seen this yet, Glenn? This uh, yeah yeah yeah. First of all, it's terrible. I mean, Dave Chappelle is an incredibly t- com- uh, talented comedian, one of the best of all time. It is a terrible special in which I don't know that he tells a joke in the entire thing. I mean, it's just him yelling at at people, and he doesn't seem to know all that much about what he's talking about. But he basically goes through the idea of that Dallas shooting being, uh, and I don't want to say he doesn't say it's justified. But he basically says, look, you know, this is what's going to happen. And uh, of course, it's going to happen. And you should know it's going to happen because you've done bad things to black people. Therefore, they're going to, of course, he's going to shoot cops. It's like, well, I I don't know how we get there. I mean, remember, 9-11 was we were all kind of together and saying the cops and the firefighters were pretty good. I remember during even the COVID thing, the the front line guys, we were all pretty much united saying things were going on. I'm pretty sure the COVID thing's still happening, but back, we treat that as an old era <laughs> of of the world. Mm-hmm. The first responders were in every commercial. And now, live PD and cops can't be on the air a couple of weeks later. This is not a sane way to run a civilization. And we've no, drawn these bizarre extremes lines that, lately.
0: Yeah, the extremes are always what get us into trouble. The answer is always uh, in the middle of societal whims all right, let me uh, talk to you a little bit about uh, LifeLock. LifeLock is going to detect a wide range of identity threats. Not only will they alert you, but um, if you become a victim, they have a dedicated restoration specialist that's going to help work to fix it. That's really the key here. I don't know what to do. They call, you know, some, if I had some service and they were like, yeah, your identity's been taken. See you later. What do, okay. Wait, 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 what do I do? They have people on at LifeLock that are the experts. So you get your life back, you get your name back, you get your credibility back. Damage can be done so in such a large degree now, and there are foreign actors that are now trying to collapse not only our country but also. People and individuals. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but Lifelock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now. Save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BACK. It's 1 800 Lifelock. Or head over to Lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BACK and save 25%. It's Lifelock.com.
2: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Let me uh, just tell you quickly about Omaha Steaks. They've got this great deal going on for Father's Day right now. Father's Day packages ready to order, ready to ship. Uh, free bacon. Oh, my gosh. Free bacon. I mean, you usually have me at free, but free bacon, I'm yours forever. Anyway, Father's Day packages, uh, great for the grill, D- tender, juicy steaks, burgers, uh, the best hot dogs you've ever had. You can find all of these different packages ready to ship, um, and many of them are free shipping and the, uh, the pound of steak-cut bacon. You can visit OmahaSteaks.com. Make sure you type in Beck in the search bar, and you can shop for Father's Day and get all those specials. But you, you got, when you go get to OmahaSteaks.com, Use the search bar and just type in the word back, and it will take you to all of the uh, radio specials. OmahaStakes.com. Oh, golly. So we have um, uh, coming, up, uh, coming up next hour, we have Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh D'Souza, I first really fell in love with his writing uh, when he did a really positive look at America. From the eyes of somebody who watched America from the other side of the world. Dinesh D'Souza on What's Going On and this Socialism is the Glenn next.
2: Beck program.
0: When you log into your computer, something weirdly good happens. Your password gets changed into asterisks or dots. That's your computer doing you a favor by helping to keep prying eyes out of your information. But today, in our connected world with new cyber threats discovered every single day. Personal information that you have that you think is private may not be. You need the best protection. Cyber criminals can hack your connection and see what you're sending and receiving over Wi-Fi even if it is password protected. They can also use malware to turn your PC webcam on without you even knowing it or steal your info from other devices. That's why there's Norton 360. It has a no-log VPN with bank-grade encryption, SafeCam to help block PC webcam takeovers, and real-time security against existing and emerging cyber threats for all of your devices. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but with Norton 360's multiple layers of protection, you can keep prying eyes out. So, go to nortoncom beck and save up to fifty percent off your first year with an annual subscription. That's nortoncom beck Save fifty percent now. Norton.com. Hey, everybody knows PayPal, but did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little apply coupons button. When it pops up, a few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web, and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's. Honey has found over $2 billion in savings. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining honey. Join honey dot com slash back. That's join honey slash back. Uh, coming up in uh, just a second, we have Dinesh D'Souza. I had such a great conversation with him. Uh, on uh, Friday we'll, we'll continue that conversation here in a minute First let me tell you about Rough Greens, our spotlight sponsor uh, Rough Greens is an additive that I put on my dog's food I brought this to my uh, my vet Who's been trying to get my dog to eat forever We have been too And I said, look, can we try this, uh, this Supposedly the dogs love it And it's good for the, the uh, dogs And she said, oh my gosh She read the, she, bring me the pack And so I did And she read the back of the bag And she's like, oh, absolutely Please feed this to your dog um, it's really good and healthy it's an additive that you put on the dog food. it helps them eat uh, and get all of the nutrients that they need. Rough greens at roughgreenscom Beck. that's Fgreens.com/ Beck. See the difference in your dog almost immediately 833 Glen 33 it's roughgreens.com/ Beck.
2: of entertainment and enlightenment. This
0: is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. Welcome to God's Country. Yeah, I said it. Now, we may not be necessarily God's people, but this is his country, and This country is responsible for a lot of great things. Far more than the bad things America has brought to the world. And we brought our share of bad things as well. Uh, Not the same amount of bad things as I think other countries have. Um, But the good things, let's remember those. Let's remember that for the most part, our people are fed. They're healthy. uh, They have productive lives we have added to the lives of people all over the world i just got a note uh from amazon the number of thousands of dollars that have been raised just by people buying whatever it is they buy on amazon and making mercury one their recipient for those extra smile uh awards it's in the thousands of dollars for the quarter Nobody's begging you to do that. There's people who are deciding to do that when they shop on Amazon. And Amazon, an American idea that is raising money without anybody having to preach about it. How great is this system? Before we tear it down, we should probably figure out, A, is there a better system? And B, why does Marxism keep coming up as a better system when we know it's not? Dinesh D'Souza joins us in 60 seconds.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: So the big scheme of life is there's uh, life happens somewhere between death and taxes, I think. Um, and as we get older and we're in that uh, closer to death. And sick of taxes, um, our body starts to develop pain and it happens to some people where it's really debilitating. And my pain was so bad. Um, and the things that I I was going through and I didn't know, I didn't know what to do about pain. I had all these other complications and then pain. (sighs) What do I do to fix that? I don't want to be on narcotics. So what do I do? Well, I did everything. I tried everything. Uh, and I finally got down to one last thing. It was Relief Factor and it was advertised. And my wife would hear the advertisement and she'd be like, Why don't you try Relief Factor? And I'm like, Because it's an inflammation uh reducer and she said well that's what the doctor says a lot of your pain is coming from i know but like let's try ibuprofen 800 i've gone down that road oh no doc not the ibuprofen 800 that oh i won't be able to work for a week well i tried relief factor mainly because my wife said i'm not listening to you if you won't try everything so i did and i've been taking it for three years we were just talking about it last night as i was going to bed and she's like you can't forget to take your relief factor um, take it three times a day, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, and it has changed my life. It really has given my life back to me. It will do the same for you. 70% of the people who order it go on to order more month after month because it works. Relieffactor.com. Try it. Get your life back. Call 1-800-500-8384 or relieffactor.com. So Dinesh D'Souza is one of my favorite one of my favorite people on earth because he he truly gets it. First of all, he truly gets America because he grew up in India and he saw America from abroad and even with all of our flaws, he still's even be even the fact that a former president had him jailed, he still loves America. Uh and he knows the system is good. It's just full of a lot of bad people right now. Uh, and he's got a new book out called The United States of Socialism. Uh, and a new movie coming out called Trump Card. We're going to try to get to both of those, uh, this hour. But United States of Socialism is a great companion for arguing with socialists. And in it, he really makes the case um all the way through not just of of the flaws of socialism but how great america is and i want to start with uh dinesh on um the 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 grocery store that you walked into when you first came to america detail that experience would you
3: I uh, arrived, Glenn, in Arizona as an exchange student at the age of 17. I lived with the host family, and they were very eager to show me America. And so they said, we're, we're planning a trip to the Grand Canyon. We're going to take you to Tombstone, Arizona, the, the, the site of the gunfight at the O.K. Corral. <laughs> they had all these sort of fights planned for me. And I said, guys, I'd love to do all that, but, you know, my idea of sightseeing is take me to a grocery store. I mean, I want to see the abundance of American life, you know, 50 types of cheese and 25 types of ice cream. I mean, I I'd ne- the abundance of America and its availability to the ordinary man. In India, as in many other countries, the rich guy has an opulent, enviable life. But I think a country is judged by the kind of life it makes available to the common man, the ordinary fellow. And I was always struck at how good the ordinary guy had it in America, not just in terms of of prosperity, but also in terms of freedom.
0: So, Dinesh, first of all, did you actually say that at 17 years old?
3: Well, I did, because it was, that was the most striking thing to me. I wasn't thinking politically. I was just impressed at how smooth the roads were and how everything worked and how you didn't have to pay people under the table for everything. Remember, I grew up in socialist India, and the two things I remember the most about socialism are, one, our family had a ration card, and that meant that every month we could only buy so much rice so much sugar, so much cooking oil. So I was used to India as a land of scarcity. When I saw images of India as the begging bowl of the world, I understood it, that was the life around me. The other thing was we, mm. my family was on a seven year wait to get a phone. It seems hard to believe, and I don't usually mention this because Americans look at me like I'm insane, but that's life under socialism. Some of the scarcities we glimpsed very briefly under coronavirus. Are a kind of nasty preview of what things would be permanently like if India was, if America fell under the spell, if we became the United States of socialism.
0: So, um, uh, Dinesh, India—it's strange because India now has um, shaken off many of the chains of, of socialism and have become uh, much more a capitalist uh, society. Um, it still struggles, but it is getting better. And we are now starting to go where the rest of the world has discovered is nothing but abject poverty and failure. How do you explain this? This is really the
3: puzzle. I um, mean, My wife is from Venezuela, and our two countries, India and Venezuela, have moved in opposite directions. Venezuela, a once thriving country, now reduced to complete ruin by adopting socialism. India, the begging bowl of the world, is now more prosperous because it abandoned socialism and embraced technological capitalism. So you would think that looking around the world, it's very clear which system works. Uh, and yet the revival, that 's why I think the revival of socialism in America, one country where socialism has never been in the mainstream, is not only a mystery mm-hmm. but it's something that demands explanation and, and deep understanding
0: and you you i you you call it um identity socialism, which I think is really really good um and, and in fact i want to I wrote a phrase down that you you said. Um blah you said this isn't comprehensive stalinism um in which there's an official position in classical music and chess but rather limited Stalinism the left's goal is to stigmatize resistance as discrimination and ruth- ruthlessly punish dissenters so everyone uh is uh, suitably warned he, um he, and you talk about how um this is really an attack on the heart which when you understand identity socialism that is the way to get to america is to go in through their heart and then destroy it right is that what you're
3: saying is a mechanism. Many people think socialism is merely a system of economic confiscation, but it's always been far more than that. Uh, George Orwell understood this. He, he was himself a man of the left. But he saw that in the end, what Big Brother, the state, is about is reducing citizens to abject conformity, to crushing their independence of spirit and of mind. And I think that's ultimately the worst aspect of it. It, it, it crushes our individuality. It It crushes even our inner freedom. And we're beginning to see this, these kind of liturgies of genuflection and subordination. They're ultimately ways of us being, of us submitting, if you will, our own souls to socialist ideology.
0: So um, the the parade is very apparent. Uh, I mean, when you started writing this, and I, I know it was the same for me when I was writing, arguing with socialists. Uh, you knew it was coming uh and you saw it, uh, you know, um hidden. And then they became more and more bold as they started just to admit, yep, the Democratic Socialists, et cetera. But the speed to which we are now seeing Americans abra- embrace socialists in BLM and excuse what's happening in Seattle is a little astounding. Was it a shock to you, Dinesh?
3: It was a shock to me in this sense. Uh, I have seen this kind of ideology in academia for a long time, as I think you have. I think what yeah. has surprised us is that what we previously thought was occurring in the nuthouse or asylum of academia has now metastasized into the larger culture. You could almost say that academia is the theory and Antifa is the practice, so academia has been drilling into young people's heads without challenge, without critical scrutiny, the idea that what happened to George Floyd is not anomalous It's normal. This is how cops are. Uh, this is how America is. Our institutions are racist, and they have been chronically so since the beginning of the country itself. So naturally, if that's what you think, if that's your premise, if that's your starting point, it seems normal to fling a Molotov cocktail into a police a precinct. Why? Because you're doing what you can to fight the system by any means necessary. So in some ways, this kind of destructive mayhem we're seeing on the street is the logical outcome of progressive ideology.
0: You, um, you talk about uh, Antifa and what Antifa is. Uh, let me quote the typical socialist today is not a union guy who wants higher wages it's a transsexual uh eco-feminist who marches in antifa and black lives matter rallies and throws cement blocks at her political opponents um so the the logic behind socialism and a revolution was to get the workers of the world to unite the people, the average person. But that is not the case here. And the more you see it, the more brutal and ugly it becomes, the more exposed they are. And you realize this is not the, the average person. Why did they make that change? And how do they expect to win?
3: This is the key. Uh, About a century ago, an economist named Werner Sombart wrote a book called Why Is There No Socialism in the United States? And his very poignant answer was, quote, all socialist utopias came to grief on roast beef and apple pie. And what he meant is that America has managed to deliver so much for the working man, that the working man has no intention of overthrowing the system. He wants to join the system. He wants to enjoy its rewards. Now, the left has figured this out. They can't get socialism that way. So what they have to do is tap into other forms of resentment that exist or can be fomented in the society. Obviously, the most profitable is racial resentment. So take George Floyd again. This was a moment of of potential national unity. Everyone that you know and I know condemned this from the outset. You could think we could all say, this is great, let's come together and figure this one out. But no. For the left, it was a political opportunity to do what? To create division, now not class division, but racial division, and then if you add gender division, male against female, straight against gay, legal against illegal, you see the scheme. The scheme is to divide America every which way to create a 51% majority of oppressed victims. That's the strategy of so-called identity socialism, which is a marriage of classic socialism and identity politics.
0: All right, so I want to talk to you about the end game on that. Um, when we come back, the name of the book is "The United States of Socialism" uh, by Dinesh D'Souza, a guy who can articulate so well what's great about America, um, and I think he can do it because he watched us f- uh, with with wanton eyes, if you will, from the outside in his childhood, and he saw, and he believes the american dream and it still exists that belief is 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 um going away quickly unfortunately because not enough of us are preaching it anymore not enough of us are seeing how great it really is here in the united states the united states of socialism by dinesh de souza it's available wherever you grab books uh, available now at amazon grab your copy today it is a great book back with dinesh here in just a second RecTech Grills, right now, you can register for Father's Day. Uh, register to win your, the same grill that I use with RecTech's Father's Day contest. If you go to rectechgrills.com, this is the best, this is the best grill. My, my, uh, my father used to say, um, you know, it's Weber. Weber's the greatest grill. And Weber's were good grills, uh, at the time. They're, uh, not necessarily the, the best now. I used to think that I had a pretty good grill at home. Rectech grills are in a class of their own. You can go and spend a lot more money on a grill, but you will not get one that is built better that has higher tech to it. I mean, you can control it from your your phone. Um, you can control the temperature. It automatic. It's like it is like baking in an oven or cooking in an oven. You don't have to worry about the temperature and just try to guess where I need to set it to keep it uh, to keep the temperature and then go out and you'll see the temperature is way out of uh, out of range. Rectech grills are built like a tank. I promise you the last the, the last grill you will ever buy is a Rectech grill. It will last you and last you and last you forever. Uh, built like a tank and built with um, grilling in mind because it was built by grillers. See their rectech grills. Solid, smart grilling technology. It will change the way you cook and the way you eat. Follow them online and on social media. Sign up for their newsletter, but just check them out at rectech, R-E-C-T-E-C grills.com. rectechgrills.com. Make sure you get registered to win the Father's Day uh, contest. It's rectechgrills.com slash back. Ten seconds. Station ID. Uh, we're back with Dinesh D'Souza um, and uh, his new book. Uh, so, Dinesh, um, what is the end game here uh, to getting? Do you do you believe that Americans? are going to play along with this in the long run? I mean, I, I'm i not sure anymore, um, but are they so well-crafted, so well-financed, and so well-positioned inside of our government that it's too late?
3: I, I hope not, I, and I'm optimistic enough to think not, but we have to recognize Whoa. the formidable forces arrayed against us. Uh, We're up against the deep state, the police agencies of government. We're up against not only academia and the media and Hollywood, but now digital media. Pretty much all the digital platforms are controlled by the left. So we are too much, I would say, at their mercy. It's not a fair fight. They can take bogus arguments, bogus ideologies, but simply by the deafening nature of their megaphones, put them out there to so many people that it becomes an incredible Herculean labor to try to correct it because we just don't have this, this megaphones of the same size. So I think that is our biggest long-term problem.
0: So you said, um, uh, this is the phrase I wrote down. Socialism is a scheme for the trampling of the hearts. I, I think that's a brilliant line. Um, and, uh, Part of it is they've destroyed the heart of America. They've been saying now for at least 15 years, drumming it through the media over and over again. America's a bad place. We're a racist country We're we're we let our poor starve or die at the hospital gates. And I think the heart of Americans uh, is tired. It's tired. And so many people are growing up and that's all they've heard about America. This How do we correct is, I think, that?
3: important that Americans have never felt the need to stand up and defend the american dream they've taken it for granted kind of the way that people took families for granted a uh, kind of the way that people ultimately take their lives for granted you know you don't think that there's a group of outlaws out there that want to raid your homestead you know and 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 rape your wife and take your stuff and so when people say when we go out and say hey let's get some gunslingers on our side people look at you like wow why do i need that Um, But that's what the left is all about. It's ultimately about, I think, taking on this concept of America, the American dream, the American founding. The progressive president, Woodrow Wilson, was the first president to attack the American founders. Even during the Civil War, both sides appealed to the founding. Both sides said we are the true uh, exponents of the Constitution until progressivism came along.
0: All right, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, we continue here in a second. We get to some solutions. What can you do? Dinesh D'Souza, The United States of Socialism, is his new this book. This
2: is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: So when the Dow drops over 1,600 points in a day, and the Fed says, oh, everything is fine, forget about it. It's all good. Does uh, that make you worry a little bit? When there's rioting in the streets and the Dow goes up, 2500 points and they're like see we told you it's a party and you're like no it's a riot what are you talking about why is this going up does that make you nervous ultimately the fed destroys the bow the buying power of the u.s. dollar and gold is going to absolutely shine don't take it from me take it from goldman sachs who thinks that by this time next summer gold could be 3000 to 3500 dollars an ounce that's insane if that if gold is that high, I hope to God it's not. If it is that high, it means the entire world is absolutely on fire. Call Goldline right now at 866 Goldline. 1866 Goldline. Find out how and why you should buy gold. Do your own homework. You're smart enough to figure it out, but do this. You'll pay more as the price rises. 866 Goldline. 866
1: Goldline. Go to com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off. More with Dinesh D'Souza coming up.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program, live from the Standing Rock Ranch. We're glad you're here. Um, we're talking to Dinesh D'Souza here for the next uh, few minutes, and then we're going to go to Seattle and get an update from Seattle. Uh, but the um, United States of Socialism is Dinesh D'Souza's new book, and you can grab it wherever you have, uh, wherever you have a bookstore or at Amazon. It is really, really well worth um, the uh, read. Who's Behind It? Why It's Evil?, and uh, how to stop it and you hit how to stop it in in chapter six which is worth the price of the book Um the the art of war the battle plan to defeat the socialists how confident are you in this
3: I think it's a good plan if we can execute it and part of it is to recognize that American politics is fought in teams um, in the end, even the abolitionists could not end slavery. Slavery was ended by the armies mobilized by the Republican Party, and the abolitionists knew that to be with history, to make history work for them, they had to get on the right team. Uh, The same here. There are all these people who say things like, oh, I don't like Trump's tweeting, I don't like his personality, I don't like this, I don't like that, but they don't realize that he is de facto the leader of the political campaign against socialism, not to mention the fact that he's also the classic entrepreneur. He embodies, if you will, the American entrepreneurial spirit. So that's the first thing, to have a certain wisdom about politics and recognize how it's done. I think longer term, we have to sort of build our own institutions, our own media, our own education systems, uh, so that we don't ultimately, we're not defined by the other side. My my wife says, how is it the case that even when we're in control, we're never in charge? And the reason is we submit to the left's ability to frame the agenda. That's what's got to stop.
0: Well, I I am so with you on that, and media is one of my concerns, and there's a huge step that has to be taken, and that is in investigative journalism. You know, we, we spend most of our time on the right responding to what the media is saying. We should stop that and start um, moving with investigation and investigative journalism on our own. Let them respond to us, but we're a ways away from that. I want to go to Trump here for a second. You know that I was a, a solid anti-Trumper uh, in the last election. I am the opposite now because he has um, uh, he's he's fulfilled all the things that I didn't think he would do. And he hasn't done the things I thought he would do. Um, you know, I, I thought that Donald Trump was um, an arrogant guy that didn't understand the Constitution But he is not being a tyrant here at all, even though they're claiming he's a tyrant. He's not. He's being extraordinarily restrained. Um, And I understand the team thing. More importantly, I don't think there's anybody if when when Joe Biden, if he would get in, he's not going to be in charge of the agenda. Um, and neither is the vice president. What well, are you going to pull somebody from, you know, the mayor office of, if, of Atlanta and then have them run the free world? This is going to be a well-planned, orchestrated Marxist takeover. If this president loses, would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I think he has the weight of the world on him. Uh I'm reminded of when Lincoln headed to Washington D.C. and he said that he faced a challenge greater than the one faced by Washington. As far as I can see Trump faces greater challenges, sort of a domestic insurgency than any president in my life my lifetime, and I don't I can't imagine any other Republican being even halfway up to this task. For this reason I think so much rides on Trump on understanding what he's actually about and in recognizing that he is what stands between the American people and the kind of mayhem and chaos that the Democrats have in store.
0: You know, a lot of people will come up to him and you, you talk about this. A lot of people come up to him and say, Mr. President, you know, we're thankful. Um, You know, I see how you're attacked all the time, nonstop. Um, I don't know how you do it, but I'm grateful. Um, Tell me about the encounter you had when, when fans of Donald Trump are saying that to him.
3: My family had a meet and greet with Trump, which we thought was going to be pro forma, just shaking hands and taking photos. But we got to sit down for 45 minutes, and we posed to him the question, you know, how do you do it? And we kind of expected him to laugh and go, ha, 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 you know, I enjoy it. I'm the greatest mud wrestler of all time and so on. But no, he sort of became reflective. And he goes, you know, guys, he goes, at the end of the day, it gets to me. And why? Because I'm knocking myself out, trying to make things better. He goes, we just did this operation with Baghdadi. It was a magnificent and success even though it was high-risk and he goes And the media could care less it was like a one-day story and so Trump ultimately sort of when he lets his hair down you have you see a vulnerable side of Trump quite different than his kind of Twitter persona and I think if he showed more of that side of him to the American people his support would actually become enlarged does he win I think he wins in the end. He's, he ultimately is a scrappy kid from Queens, and, and that is built into his personality. You know, in some senses, I suppose you could say it's, it's from a human side, a weakness, whenever someone strikes at him, no matter how picky uni he has to strike back. But I think for us as Republicans, having nominated really one Boy Scout after another and seeing them, in a sense, completely smashed by the left, it's really refreshing to me to see a guy who actually sort of takes a certain relish in kicking people in the shins and in giving as good as he gets that's trump's personality and at this time we need it
0: dinesh d'Souza thank you so much the name of the book is united states of socialism it's out now um, and you can find it on amazon grab it it's a must for your library dinesh as always great to have you on thank you so much
3: thank you glenn my pleasure
0: well it's monday which means it's one of the seven days that you should have a steak. Um, steaks are great, especially when they're coming in from Omaha Steaks. Uh, nothing quite like opening up your freezer and finding uh, full of delicious meat all over. Anything ready, just begging to be put on the grill. That's what happens with Omaha Steaks. America's butcher. It's up to the challenge. Tender, juicy steaks and burgers to die for. And perfect for a Monday. Wait until we get to Wednesday and Thursday. Mm. Omaha Steaks. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and enter the promo code back into the search bar, and you'll find a lot of great options and packages available for Father's Day. Right now, their Father's Day packages are ready to order, ready to ship, and many include free shipping and a free pound of steak-cut bacon. Omaha Steaks. Visit OmahaSteaks.com right now. Type in Beck in the search bar to shop for the Father's Day specials. Again, put Beck in the search bar at OmahaSteaks.com.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here Um, tomorrow. uh, I have something that uh, I uh, common sense would tell me in today's world. I should hesitate on publishing, but I'm not going to because I think it's important. Um, I'm putting together a list. I'll have it for you tomorrow of things that you need to do to prepare in case of. Uh, an American revolution, uh, because I think that's what well I know it is what the people on the streets want. Uh, they want revolution, the BLM people. Um, I hope to God we don't go there. Uh, I think the worst thing that could happen is for us to split and not take care of this thing uh, through the ballot and through our system. It would be devastating to America for decades uh, to come we may never recover uh from something like that but i fear it is a real possibility and um and you need to be prepared uh, i don't know if you saw the latest from the fed but they have purchased every single dollar of our debt this year they told us and when i said that in 2000 all the way up to 2000 what 15 uh, but starting in 2008, everyone said, I was crazy. They would never do that. It would be completely irresponsible. Now they announce it and it's a yawn. Nobody pays attention to it. You need to and be prepared and I'll have that for you on tomorrow. Elijah Schaefer is a Blaze TV host of slightly offensive. Um, and he's really not offensive. Well, he's slightly offensive. Actually, he's more than slightly offensive to those who believe in this Marxist world where we all have to bow down and genuflect. He's very offensive to those people, maybe slightly offensive to you. Welcome, Elijah. How are you?
6: I am doing great out here in the new country of Chaz, Seattle. Thank you for having me on, Glenn.
0: You bet. You're not actually staying there, are you, in that six-block radius?
6: Um, no, I'm I'm not actually staying there, and and thank God, uh, because a friend that I'm staying with, who's also a journalist, was uh, attacked. Uh, they tried to steal his property, and then they told they they wanted to take him to an interrogation tent because uh, he said he's trying to copy or capture their security plan. So it's 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 divulging into a police state at night, and then a hippie fest in the day.
0: Um, wh- wh- what do you mean an interrogation tent?
6: That is a good question. I'm I i I'm glad I don't know, but I know that multiple times they told me he needed to come with them, and they tried to forcibly take him. They assaulted him. Uh, this is one of Raz Simone's crew that was out there last night. Uh, the, the supposed leader, alleged leader of the area, I don't know if he's a good or a bad guy, but uh, he definitely was assaulted. The police had to get involved, and he's just a journalist, not even partisan. He works for a non-partisan uh, editorial called Scriber News. So, I don't know why he was a target of attack.
0: Um, the um, the leader of uh, Chaz, uh, they found some some tweets in his past that shows that he's very anti homosexual, uh, or at least has made very um, uh, crude uh, remarks on Twitter about homosexuals. Uh, is, that, is he going to is he going to pay a price for that? Will he go to the interrogation camp? Do you know or tent?
6: You know, he won't. And I think that brings up the, the weird paradox of the fight between Antifa and Black Lives Matter, Ras Simone represents more of the Black Lives Matter protest. But Antifa, which are using a, an entirely organized police system with the John Brown Gun Club, which is also linked to a terrorist attack on an ICE facility, and they are tied in heavily with Antifa, essentially like an Antifa security group. Um, well, I did go undercover, talk to one individual, and he uh, in Black Block told me that, that uh, so he wasn't going to pursue these suspects any longer because they were infiltrating because they had left his region. So at least I know they have the place divided up into regions and they have different personnel there uh, monitoring, chasing. And there definitely are laws and rules. There's no First Amendment. They attacked a street preacher for sharing the gospel. When I asked them why they attacked him, amazing. they said because he was using the N-word and doing um, Nazi-style stuff. And I said, all I heard him do was preach the gospel. And they, they told him he was mentally ill. They said that him, his preaching was a sign of mental illness, and he needed mental help. And then they picked him up, dragged him out, stole his speaker, his phone, and even at one point chokeholded him face down on the asphalt, Uh, Very similar to George Floyd, which is ironic when you're uh, protesting police brutality.
0: Yeah, I saw that, that uh, finally somebody came up and said, what are you guys doing? You know, knowing that this was exactly what happened to George Floyd. Um, Tell me about the uh, distinction between three different groups. Uh, one, the the diehards, the ones that are there in almost a military style operation, uh, then those who are uh, just kind of there, um, do they see what's really going on? And then the people who are living in that area or have a business in
6: there in that area. Yeah, that's that's a good um, question. So um, initially, the diehards are very serious. Uh, last night, I was at a protest, and uh, <clears throat> mind mind me, sorry. Uh, one of the women that was one of the I think I guess organizers uh, berated me and yelled at me for not chanting loud enough. And when I told her I was tired, uh, she called me a uh, bitch uh, and said that she had you know been sleeping in the park as well, and that if I'm if I'm with them, I need to be louder. And I'm thinking, you know. She was mad at me because I wasn't loud enough at the protest, uh, chanting with them. So there's a lot of control and pressure there. And they uh, demanded that everyone show up at the West Precinct at a certain time. And it's very demanding. And they also talked about the French Revolution and their new name, Chopped. And they referenced that, well, what happened to the people who didn't get on board with the last revolution in France? They got, and everyone yelled out, they got Chopped. So they ain't in business. The people that are just, uh, that are just staying around, are like tourists, uh, there's a lot of drugs. One individual handed me uh, a giant handful of magic mushrooms when I came in. And so, and no, I did not buy drugs, non-incriminating myself. I uh, went ahead and cast them into the dried up, partially dried up lake. So there's that crowd. They have no idea what's going on there. There was a couple overdoses and, uh, and issues yesterday. One man was taken out. Another was psychotic in the street with her shirt off and had to be taken away out as well. Uh, But then the businesses, Daily Beast says the businesses are on board, but I don't know if they're on board. I can tell you they're boarded up. They're not open. And as a business owner myself Hmm. and you know and a lot of people know, uh, if your business is boarded up and making zero revenue, um, it's difficult to be on board. Daily Beast said they're on board because they're passing out granola bars. But really, I'll I'll leave you with this. Um, I've noticed that like the blood on the doorposts during the uh, 10th plague, where the angel of death passed over when it saw the blood on the, on the doors of the Hebrews businesses are decorating their windows with rainbow flags and black lives matter, say their names, all the quotes. And the ones that have their windows covered in the quotes don't have broken glass and they're safe. And so you have to kind of show and prove that you're with, uh, you know, you're with movement to avoid the angel of death destroying your business. And it's really, really, really heavy to see One business in the area, the bathroom's code is one three one two. Uh, that's still open, and that's ACAB, which is all cops are B-A-S-T-A-R-D-S. So even the businesses are getting on board with the venue just to continue to, I guess, right even right outside of the zone to avoid attack.
0: It's unbelievable. Um, Elijah, I mean, what you're describing sounds very much like Nazi Germany in the early 30s uh, and, uh, and Kristallnacht. I mean... You, your store was uh, marked to be destroyed because you were a Jew. What's the difference between that and you just don't, you won't bow down to Black Lives Matter? It's frightening time. Please stay safe, Elijah. Please stay safe. You can find uh, Elijah's uh, videos and his commentary. A Blaze TV host, slightly offensive. You can find that. Uh, if you are a member uh, at BlazeTV.com/glen, if you haven't become a member yet, we urge you to do so. Become a member today. Use the promo code Glen and save ten percent right now. BlazeTV.com/glen
2: program.